How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. The Patriots are salvation. They are reviving the glory and the righteousness of 2001. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah! But what then are these Broncos? The Almighty Man has struck down two of their quarterbacks, but he has also blessed them with the advantage of altitude. Finner, nowhere, I don't care. Suck it up and play a game. Hey, hey. Brothers and sisters, are you prepared to release your pain? Yeah. Are you willing to keep the faith? There you go. Great pull by Nick LePan and Curtis remembering 20 years ago when Dr. Emmett Brown gave the dramatic intro for not Dolphins Patriots, but it was not the Dolphins Patriots. Patriots. It was Broncos. two weeks later, Monday Night Football Patriots at Mile High, forever remembered because Brett Belichick took the intentional safety. They win the game and a great throw, I think, to David Gibbons from Brady in that one. But the um, that was I I had never found it on YouTube because I never remembered his name, and so I just put it in. <laughs> and it's like this scene they say Boston, Massachusetts, this little chapel, and he's screaming at it. So. Cool moment, but... Uh, Christopher Lloyd's still going strong at 83, by the way. No jinx. Is he doing any Sox games? He might. <laughs> Sox have a good... It's Don't minimize the Red Sox. Important finish. We need to see Cassis. Is he your first baseman of the uh, immediate future? So let's say Bello injures, injures his arm in a meaningless Bayo. September game. Yeah. Bayo. He, oh, you need him to pitch. He looked good last night. Seven strikeouts, a lot of swings and misses. We're here to talk football, all right? Kyrie Thompson. I love here. it. Our Patriots beat reporter. Welcome, Kyrie. What up? First and Foxborough, the podcast, humming every day. Indeed. Ready to oh, go? Yeah. Ready oh. for week one? Yes. Yes. Um, I am planning on, well, I mean, Fitzy promised that I would maybe have a little bit of time on the uh, on the Six Rings postgame show on oh, Sunday. So uh, definitely we'll, we'll be uh, you know lifting that and throwing it on the podcast because, I mean, it's like, the the more the more I can do things like that, the less I go into a week uh, freaking out and pulling my hair about pulling my hair out about what's going to be on the show. Uh, but of course, I'm also going to have my uh, my post game reactions um, and you know all of my my little zany things like uh, calling Bill Belichick a mad scientist and all that. So your team, Bill. I mean, we Bill, of course, will be going to be on Curtis with you guys at six thirty on Monday morning on Patriots Monday. Bill, part of the discussion as always 
uh, and especially so now. We started the show talking about his conversation with Dan Shaughnessy. His exclusive chat is one-on-one. Why do you that think, must be nice. Why do you think Bill reached out? What was, what's behind that? I mean, I think that in, this, is, this is actually something that I talked about on uh, our guy Alex Reamer's podcast, you know, Media Mayhem, that despite the perception, I don't think that Bill Belichick actually hates the media. I don't know that he has absolute disdain for everything media-related. I do think that he likes to pick and choose when he wants to talk to people, how he wants to do it. He likes having that level of control. And I think you could see it like when he's on when he's on a show with, with y'all, right, versus when he's in the media scrums. Like, he's a little different. I mean, yeah, he's not going to want to give you all the trade secrets to it, but the personality is a little bit different. He's a little bit more willing to expound. Like, honestly, uh, when he explained the process of what he's doing this year on your show, I think he gave a more revealing answer with y'all than I think that he did at any point during in any of the media stuff because I think he just wants to get that over and done with. So, yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of, you know what, look, I want to get my little version of the story out there. You know, I, I want to do things on, on my terms, and I would much rather do it one-on-one or just, like, in, in a more controlled setting. So he's got a message to get out, and he chose Shaughnessy and the Globe as the place he needs to get this particular message out. Well, he, when you're with Shaughnessy, you are, you control it in that there's not Phil Perry, Kyrie, Tom Curran. Yeah, you know, there's one guy. It's one guy, and you're not going to be blindsided by random follow-ups. Also, Bill Belichick, like most leaders, views knowledge as power. So the less, the more knowledge you disseminate among other people, the less power over that information you maintain. And you know, while I view it to be laughable that you talk about the art of war and every great battle's won before it's fought. Well, it's helped. it helps to have Tom Brady. You know, it helps to have Patrick Mo- Like, Sean McDermott all of a sudden is a great coach when Josh Allen learned how to play the quarterback position. Like, it's, it's a little much for me, but if I've been coaching for 23 years in New England and I had the success that Bill Belichick had, I wouldn't all of a sudden be like, you know, I'm just going to hand this out willy-nilly. But I do think the decision to talk to Shaughnessy is a significant decision. One that he would not have been making had the team been more successful the last three but years. But see, Curtis thinks he's shaping his legacy more with this. He's trying to set the future He's never narrative. done it. He's never done a one-on-one interview with a guy that was a, a columnist at the Boston Globe like this. Yeah. yeah. I just think Kraft told him to. But Kraft Kra- would never tell him to talk to Shaughnessy. They hate yes, Shaughnessy. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft do not like him at all. There's Sneaky no shot. genius. He, then he knows nobody would think that he told bill to talk to shot so why wouldn't he talk to Curran? what's the difference and and see that that's the interesting thing right is that you know shaughnessy's not really there right like he's he's a he's a he's in the press box every once in a while like you'll see him but he's not at practice right, right? Even, Cur- when even when he's there he's not really there if you know right. what i mean <laughs> well it's like Curran's there every day and and say like greg bedard's there every day like oh the, these veteran guys that have been there for what 20 years like basically his like belichick's entire tenure with the team, and, and I don't know, may, maybe it was like a, okay, you know what, let, let me go off the beaten track a little bit here, and, you know, maybe they've had interactions at Wilds, I'm sure they have, you know, in, in ways that we, we don't know about, right? But I think there is a little bit of an element of the seniority thing, and perhaps like, look, okay, like, Tom, I got to see you all the time, right, when I'm, when I'm, down, there, when yeah. I'm down there at Gillette Stadium, yep. and, and, and I think that he indulges 
Tom Curran in a way that he wouldn't indulge me per se, right? Or, or like Patrick and Bud's draft picks over the last three years, yeah. yeah or or, or just it's kind of like you know doing doing like soliloquies and like longer stories and anecdote and anecdotes and things like that. I, I feel like I couldn't get away with something like that, but Tom can because they have a relationship, yeah. they have an understanding. Yep. I feel like when it, when it comes to Shaughnessy, like whatever reason that he, he was told to do it or or whether he's there or not i think that there's an element of seniority to it like hey you've been here a while i've been here a while we've been you know we we have our way of going about things and look like maybe i respect you from afar in some kind of way let, let, let let's go ahead and talk about this but but again in in a way right because he's not somebody who's there all the time Perhaps it is a way to be like, I can maybe control this a little bit more than maybe I would with Tom because Tom's going to come at me with something, you know, maybe and, and challenge me in a way that he maybe knows Shaughnessy me too would. well. Yeah. yeah, I have a reason. And I just this is why we should always do maybe this, I mean, this, this is this is all just kind of speculation, ain't it? It is. Absolutely. He did it because nobody can say you dodge questions. If you sit down with Shaughnessy, what are they going to say? Right, it's you know yeah. you you sit you, top you, columnist in town. You can't say that you're yep. avoiding the tough questions if you do a one-on-one with Shaughnessy. Now, the, what he says, do you think this was all he cared to get out was the coordinator stuff? Like the rest of it, he just probably had to finish the interview. And the it's the you thing know, is, he said that before though. This isn't. I feel like that that's not in, news in that in the, that plain speak. He said that, like in in terms of like, hey, you know, if like, it doesn't go well, blame me, and then yeah. this is nothing new. We've had coaches before that have coached without experience. So, so he's definitely said the if it doesn't go well, blame me. Like he said that multiple about times about every issue generally, but not well, this no, issue. Yes, yes, he has. Yeah, he, he has. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He said he said that this off season in, in in regards. He's been asked about the coordinator situation multiple times, and he's in you know basically just as like ultimately it's my responsibility. I'm the head coach. He, he's he's gone back to that repeatedly. Now I'll, I'll say in in terms of. Him bringing up the specifics of we've had you know Josh McDaniels do this before without play and and kind of going down the name the the list of names that maybe he hasn't said in plain speak but Josh McDaniels has said that yeah and but so I it's feel like I there. feel like Bill specifically wanted to point that out look yeah. at these this list he had that list ready but he's right? not right about it Weiss well, as you point out he's incorrect Weiss on one of was those. the offensive coordinator under Parcells with the Jets from ninety seven to ninety nine before he became a member of the Patriots coaching staff so. And Charlie Weiss was the guy that taught Josh McDaniels. And then Josh McDaniels taught Billy O'Brien. And now Josh is back. And my thing, uh, I was interested in your thoughts on this, Kyrie. Tommy Curran, speaking of the devil, was on with Merloni Fourier Mago this week. And he said that Nick Cayley was initially um, plucked by McDaniels to join him in Vegas. Vegas, um, Bill said no. So he's here. And that while Kaylee would be the rational choice, the if you're going by the history of how Bill has handled these things, Kaylee would have been the choice to be the OC. He didn't want to do that because then he felt that Kaylee would then be plucked sooner to leave and he'd be having to get another coordinator. My, The whole thought process of that is asinine to me because either way, Ken and many believe that Bill O'Brien will be here next year because he had to finish up another year in Alabama and Bill didn't want to ruin that friendship. Or there's going to be someone else. So if you're already going to be moving on from Patricia and Judge, why wouldn't you at least get a good year out of Kaylee and hopefully you get him to stick around for a bit because he feels himself tied to Josh and, I mean, tied to uh, Mac and indebted to Bill. I it, That answer really bothered me. And if I'm a Pats fan and that's why they did this, 
that they didn't want to appoint the guy for the job who was best for it because of fear of him outgrowing the position, that seems just laughable to me. Do we know that he's the best for the job, though? I think we're assuming that he is because he's been on the offensive side of the football, but do, well, do we know that? Josh wanted him to be the guy for him in Vegas. And- he wanted to he wanted to have him in Vegas, but they got Mick Lombardi running it down there. Who's to say that he wouldn't have been the choice because one he, way they, or another? According to Curran, they took Mick after they couldn't get Kaylee. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think that we got to actually see this play out. Now, I will say in regards and, and to... Quick, real quick aside, has Kaylee ever called plays anywhere? Or he's totally new, not even at any level. He, I played him in Madden. He was really good. <laughs> oh, fine, fine. <laughs> So, so I mean, and in, in, in then maybe you're looking at a situation where, you know, he said where Bill Belichick is saying, look, OK, yeah, Matt Patricia hasn't called offensive plays before, but he's called defensive plays before. Well, he hasn't called so, offense anything before. No, that's not true. Edelman said they used to have times when they would flip them intentionally. So for like three or four days, Patricia would be calling offensive plays. OK, forget the, what he called that. By that cool. logic, I did it Thanksgiving from when I was 10 to 15. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, my point is that in a larger sense, he knows what it's like to do that in game and adjust in game for it's 20 like, years. Yeah, and, and, and so, so then why has it never been done before? Why has nobody else ever done this? If everybody doing offense to defense is the same, why has it never been done? I don't know. Because, 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 why because has Bill be, never but, done it if it's such an easy thing to do for 25 years as a head coach? I mean, I, I mean, would you, you got to ask him. Well, would, I mean, wouldn't the answer be because it doesn't work? It's not good? But, but it's here's a bad the thing. Idea. You don't know that it doesn't work. And th- this that was, the whole, so point of what, that was the whole point of what I wrote about this week is that, and, and you think about this in the NFL, everything is very specialized. People love specialization, and they don't like to think outside of the box. I'm not saying this is going to be a great idea and that it's going to work, but just because nobody does it doesn't mean that it's, go- that it's not going to work. Do you well, think it's going to work? I think that by the end of the year, we'll probably be looking at this like, eh, it probably wasn't that big of a deal in the end. So, because- it, so that means it works. If we're do- if we're saying that, that means you think it'll well, work. Well, not is- only do we have offensive coordinators, Kyrie, we now have run game coordinators and pass game coordinators and offensive coordinators. It has become so specialized that we haven't removed the importance. We have added even more people to the diagramming of offensive plays because of how the NFL has become so reliant on the offense because of the way the game has been officiated. Like, it's not even... It's not that it might work. Of course, anything can work. It's that to say that people questioning it are wrong to make a big deal of it when literally the guy that's enacting this type of philosophy has spent a quarter century doing his job never doing anything like this. And players who played for him, Wiggy, Fourier have said, to have a guy who's the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach is a horrific idea. Well, well, I think I think that if that's actually how they do it on game days, then yeah, that probably is a bad idea. And and look, here's the thing, I and and I've said this, I don't think it's it's wrong to question it. I really don't. I think that it's per any reasonable observant person should be questioning this. Who pretty and, much and, everybody and has. Yes, exactly. I mean, is there anybody that hasn't? Yeah. But are you kidding? Even me? like well, Reese, what, if you listen to people that call into the radio station, I mean, if, this, if the Jets, if the Bills had replaced Dayball with Rex Ryan, it'd be a punchline. Yeah, Jet, the Jets are punchliney for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Bills, I think the a lot of that is a lot of that is because okay, it's the Jets and it's the Bills that the Patriots are different because once again, they those other teams don't have Bill Belichick. What I'm saying is that it is perfectly fair to question it. And question whether or not it it will work, can work, what have you. But just the but saying that it's a bad idea, just because it is weird, that part doesn't. Well, fly it's a bad me. idea not because it's weird. It's a bad idea because Matt Patricia 
has failed miserably as a as a head coach. Look at okay? the, look at the the team the Lions had. Okay, they had Matthew Stafford as their quarterback. They had a team that with Caldwell two years prior won eleven games and made the playoffs. They won three games and three games, and he was fired. And not only was he fired. The offense was abysmal. Yeah, that Matthew, guy, he straightened up that reporter, though. Matthew Stafford then won the <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> he, he didn't get that Brian Kelly re, uh, reaction to and, it. And Dan Campbell, who we all think is a boob, won three games with Jared Goof <laughs> and not <laughs> Matthew Stafford. So, yes, I, I have. And then Joe Judge had the worst offense in the NFL with the Giants the last two years when it comes to scoring. They were, they were taking a knee on third down. I mean, the notion, it's not just that they have a defensive guy and a special teams coach coaching the offense. It's the people they chose to to fill those positions. That's what it is. If it was just, you know, a smart up-and-coming guy like maybe Brian Flores, right, a guy who they decided to move from the defensive side of the ball to the offense, had been in the organization a while, was a smart guy that people respected, had the command of the locker room, then I think it would be viewed in a more positive light. It's the fact that they chose these two guys sure, yeah. to do it. Yeah, no, and, and, that, and that's fair. But I think that ultimately, right, so whatever reasons Matt Patricia failed – in Detroit, which I think there are a few of them, and not least the fact that he just was trying to be something that he wasn't. I guess let's do this way. What did he do well in Detroit? Well, I haven't really been he a crushed a Greek scho- Town Casino. It's like he I haven't, like I haven't been, been a, a scholar of Matt Patricia in Detroit. But I, but I think that, again, you listen to people talk about Matt Patricia, and they talk about the fact that, and this isn't just Mac Jones, it's a bunch of people saying that he's one of the smartest football guys that have been around. He knows how to teach football, and once again, he, has, he knows what it's like to call plays. We can get into the whole Nick Cayley thing on on the other side of this. But was look. he a good defensive coordinator? Do you at least give him that? Oh no, I thought he was awful in Super Bowl Fifty Two. He single handed in Super I mean, Bowl Fifty Two. So one game he was bad. What about the rest of the games? Plus, <laughs> plus you think Bill? What about told the rest him of the couldn't games? play Butler? I don't know. I, I so it's think, not his fault. I, I don't know why people. If if any other team had done this with Matt Patricia, we'd be laughing about it. But we're yeah, seeing probably, reasons yeah. for it to work here. I don't understand. It should be the same everywhere. I mean, right, we got to get the trend. If you have an opinion about something, it should remain whether he's in New England or with the Jets or anywhere else. More on this. Does this make you think Bill is squirming? Is he nervous? And is, do a Google search of Matt Patricia Detroit and see what the players had to say about him. I think I got left. probably one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL, where I think I did a pretty good job. And that I mean, wasn't yeah. even a play that he called. That was <laughs> yeah, a play no, that he, was it, diagrammed by Ernie Adams. And, that, I mean, and that and that's and that's him being a weirdo. Okay, but being a weirdo doesn't necessarily mean he can't coordinate offense. We'll get Kyrie's season record prediction for the Patriots prediction for the game tomorrow. Much, much more to come. Kyrie Thompson, our Patriots beat reporter, here with us. It's Ken and Curtis. Time for Nick Lapan. What's trending? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Kenny Curtis, the noon hour featuring Kyrie Thompson, Patriots beat reporter. Follow Kyrie and his fantastic new podcast, First in Foxborough. New stuff for you every day on the Odyssey app. Or Literally every day. Podcast. Yep, it's an everyday pod. And the longer form is Six Rings with Fitzy and Arthur coming up after us. One to four today. Talking uh, that's Patriots. Fart. Yeah, the fart show. Uh, <laughs> prediction for the game of the season, which one you want to tackle first? Well, let's do the game first. Let's do the game. Um, and then, both and Curtis and I. Curtis is now a Patriots homer because they sent him a uh, jersey for his kid. And it was today's. actually hand delivered. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So he's twenty eight twenty four. You have. Yes. I'm, I'm a twenty four twenty three. Pats win tomorrow. But how do you see it? I got more of a twenty four twenty Dolphins win. Oh, and they cover. Yeah. That that's that's actually how I I think I'll see it because how do you see what's the biggest storyline Monday then after the loss what happened? Um, I think that uh, probably the the storyline is that the Patriots offense sputters and you know the run game founders and they put too much on Mac Jones and you know uh, the late... zone scheme are we talking about that Monday like why are they still trying the the stretch run? I mean probably a little bit but I think that um, one thing that I noticed when when digging into the numbers a bit is that. There was actually more balance than you think it than maybe you, you would think there was, and yeah, some of it didn't happen when the uh, you know the the number ones right were in the game. But even so, um, in the in the very small sample size that they had, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson and Ty Montgomery had more gap style runs than they did zone runs. So and and all told in preseason, I think it was on like fifty nine carries or something like that. Um, they had like. 32 gap style runs and like 27 of the of the zone runs. Oh, there so, you go. There's so a they're, factoid. So they're, they're still. Why don't you bring those to the show? So so they're still Sorry, doing. Sorry, watching the Alabama game. Yeah, so, so <laughs> they're still doing both. So it's not like, oh, my God, they've completely transitioned and, and they, they forgot how to run. They can run that when they want, and they are going to run it on Sunday. It's going are to Are they going to switch it back to 80-20, though, instead of 50-50? Probably, I don't know that they're going to do that in the first game of the season. So Bill it, will stick with it. He's going to be stubborn. They're going to try to make this work. 
I mean, I, I think they probably will, at least to start the season. I mean, think about what Bill has said a couple of times now, is that this is a, an extension of the preseason. We're still working out kinks. Like, we're not going to freak out about, you know, one thing that doesn't work in week one. And even when you think about that, right, I mentioned small sample sizes. Well, last year during preseason, they were 80-20 with, mm-hmm. with uh, gap style versus zone run. So I, I think that probably you're going to see, at least in the beginning, there's going to be more balance. They're going to keep trying it out, see what works. What doesn't? And and it behooves them to see if it can work because there are a lot of things that you can do when an outside when your zone schemes work. And that was that eighty twenty when the ones were out or overall every. I'm game? talking about regular like so so this this was overall in the preseason last year it was eighty twenty and during the regular season when you're only playing your starters it was also eighty twenty. No, I'm talking about the this this preseason. You said it's what what was it fifty fifty with the zone thereabouts. It was, was it, it, it was more it was more gap. Was that all the time or just with the ones? The only the only running back. That did not have that. The only running back that had more zone runs than gap runs was Pierre Strong. So the rest of them all ran more gap. So, but I'm just asking. So because it was only like I would, eight series where then, it was the I, ones out then there. Then I, I would say, uh, with, yeah. So with the ones, it was probably like sixty forty. So gap, 60, gap, six, 60, 40, 65, 35 gap zone gap runs versus zone runs. What is Cole Strange's like bread and butter? Is he going to be pulling? Or is he just a plug or whatever they need? Like, does he have – what have you seen from him? Because this is the first overall pick, for, well, first-round pick for them, and he's going to play a lot, right? I mean, he's in there. They're yeah, he, he's, in. he's your starting left guard. That there, He's been penciled in there and, and slotted in there from day one. That has never re- that has never deviated. They've never really taken him out of the lineup. They're playing him. He's he's there, and, he, and he's been solid. And the nice thing about Cole Strange is that he can do both. He can – he is – the, the archetype of if you want an outside zone guard who's out there, you know, moving to the play side, right? Like getting getting around and reaching a guy and closing him off. So his he, quickness is kind of his strength. Yes, yes. Because he looks undersized. You see him in the preseason, he look he looks like he could pack on a few. Yeah, he, compared, he, he, he could. But he's he next could. to Trent Brown. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's a, he's a touch over three hundred. So yeah, he could he could stand to put on a little bit of weight. He he's going to be fine. I mean, it's it's about get him in get him in, a, in an NFL weight room for a whole off season. He will be fine. Better than Shaq Mason? Upgrade? Well, that's uh-huh. that's going to be that's going to take time. He ain't going to be better than Shaq Mason this year. But what he can. What but he that's t- funny because Bill told Dan Shaughnessy he doesn't think year to year. He just thinks about this season. So why would he get worse at such an important position when he franchised well, Joe Tooney in 2019 on a team he knew was going to suck? We don't know that he got worse at guard yet, and that's what I keep on telling y'all. Look, th- this well, is we don't something- know anything. So what are we talking about? So look. They, they they traded Shaq Mason and they put Michael Onwenu, who, by the way, as as people have gotten this wrong a couple of times, Michael Onwenu graded out better than Shaq Mason did last year. He Not was, according to Pro Football Focus. That is what Pro Football Focus says. You can look it up. It's top. He was the only top 100 rated player on the team. Well, if you look it up and you go to Pro Football Focus and you go to the New England Patriots and you check out their offensive grades, you will find Michael Onwenu above Damian Harris and Shaq Mason. From last year? From last year. Did they, like, adjust it in the, the offseason? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, watch more film? I, maybe they forgot about him. Okay, I don't Patriots know. have five players in PFF top 100. 90, Adrian Phillips. 84, guard Mike Onwenu. 75, David Andrews. 71, J.C. Jackson. 35, Shaq Mason. If you, once again... You go to the, 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 the Patriots page, it reads differently. So, oh, so that article's they, wrong. So so when, when's, that, when's the date of that article? I'm it curious. was at the conclusion of last season. The conclusion of last season? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because, February 17th, 2022, Henry McKenna. Okay. So when you go on the Patriots 
page on Pro Football Focus, it's on Wednesday. Maybe Burr's just gotten into the page and tweaked some numbers. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, one thing that you'll find sometimes about Pro Football Focus is that occasionally, like like the more metric stats, like the number stats will be a little bit different. Uh, like from from well, page to page. wasn't bad, right? You're not saying that. Yeah. he's. I mean, uh, he's so, been a success. I don't know anything about guards. That's why I go to PFF. Yeah. Like, so, that's, but 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 here here's tell me all the time. But okay, so here's the thing. They're slightly different in terms of play style. Where where Shaq Mason is a little bit better. That in, in terms of athleticism and getting on the move, but Michael Owen, who's a road grader, he'll beat you up, and you're not going to overpower him, right? Well, so, back to bigger picture for a second, because we're getting into the weeds of some PFF stuff. You think they're going to lose tomorrow. What's at stake in this game? Because Curtis, like last year, I mean, they did bounce back and win seven in a row after it, so it didn't. I guess it didn't uh, crush their season, but I feel like more than ever, they, have to, they need this game. Now, if you're 0-1 going to Pittsburgh, I mean, it's just a that's a that is a it's big, such it's yeah. such a swing game. Also, I was saying this earlier, Kyrie, that basically this is could end up being a brilliant move by Bill because you already had the reporting of the fraying issues with Kendrick Bourne, Trent Brown, Isaiah Wynn was kind of not reliable. You go down there, you practice in Florida, which was a, such a bizarre national story of desperation. It was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's, okay, once again with this, what? Why? Why is it the stupidest thing you? Honestly, I feel like. Here, here's one thing. If if it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard of and it's not going to work and it's terrible, it's not like it. the old way was working when they lost seven oh. of their last no, nine he, games I, down we agree, in Miami. We agree. He's saying he's criticizing I'm, people that are criticizing. Okay, yeah, there yeah. we go. There we go. Okay. I said the, it was the dumbest thing I ever heard that people were saying it was desperate. Freaking out about it. I was about to say, like, whoa, where are we going with this? But there was a lot of that this week. I it was, oh, yeah. Point. Oh, yeah. It, it was everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so what was the question again? I'm sorry. You were asking me about the – Oh, yeah, so this, yeah. Is, this is kind of being brilliant for Belichick. Yeah. If Bill is able to win the game tomorrow, yeah. and then it's the guys on the team that may have been on the outside like, oh, what are we doing yeah. here, staying at this Radisson, we're going to this, we're <laughs> practicing on a soccer field, all this stuff. If they win, even if it's not at all the reason why, yeah. Bill can use it to galvanize the crew and be like, listen, we got yeah. together as a team, we maybe needed to do a little extra bonding that we had in the past. As you just said, whatever right. we were doing wasn't working. Yeah. And now the win is able to sort of, I don't know, bring them closer together. If they yeah. lose and it's a bad performance, then maybe the guys that were on the periphery of people saying that this is going to work, maybe it hurts them. But I think it's – I did not understand for a second first take in these shows that were like – it seemed – Feeding off the Bart Scott you know, kind, kind right. of thing and like, oh, that's a story. Like, it's like I don't, I don't understand that at all. And, I mean, look, here's the thing. If you were doing this in week 18, right, if you did this week 18 last year, I could see why people would be like, what are you doing? Because, for one thing, it's like you're, you're, if you've already got a playoff spot sewn up or what have you, that might be one thing. But also the idea that, okay, it's, you've had 17 weeks of established routine. Guys are probably beat up. And they like we were just trying to get the regular season over with and get in the playoffs. Don't throw everything off. Right. But this is week one of the regular season. Yep. You can do this if you want, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's the it's opposite not that of desperation. Yeah. It's like I'm just going down there. What? I, yeah. I, it was no, such we, a weird, we uh, yeah. weird situation. But but if to the larger point, if they lose this game, <laughs> if, if they lose this game, then I mean you're basically where you were last year. And and you remember this, right? They started off last year one and four, but not or, really. Or rather, I feel right, like, one and three, rather. But you had McDaniel's. It felt like you had something that everybody was behind. This year, doesn't it feel like there are players that are a little disgruntled, silently maybe, whether it's Bourne or Win. And if the coordinator thing doesn't go well, it could get much worse in terms of the distraction that causes to the team. I mean, I think that's a fair point. I think I think that is fair. I would say that. 
probably the way, and, and, this, and this is the thing, Bill's been setting this up the entire time. Oh, yeah, September's basically an extension of the preseason. Yeah, and he's he has ba- been making he's, some excuses. He's, 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 been, he's been setting everybody up for the idea that, look, this could look rough, and I think it could look it could look a little difficult. You oh, look boy. at the, the, the first four games of the season, those defenses are all pretty good. And then you're going to get into the soft part of the schedule. Do we know the Dolphins are any good, though? That's the thing. I, 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 Shine we makes really, a good point. We really don't know. that. Uh, we, we think they're going to be good because they have Tyreek Hill and they got Teron Armstead and they've got Mike McDaniel, offensive guru. But the Is he is, really a guru? I mean, I don't know. He's a run game coordinator. It, it's, it's one of those deals where, like, he was with Kyle Shanahan, who was with Sean McVay, and therefore, by extension, he must be good. Yeah, and I mean, we'll, but we'll we've see. never seen him as a head coach. I mean, who knows if those players are responding to him in terms of that role? The yeah. same way Patricia or anybody else, right, yeah. Curtis? I mean, McDaniel could be a disaster. Oh, of course, and nobody talks <laughs> yeah. about the the amount of new pieces that have to sort of congeal in Miami. But it's all about the issues with the Patriots and how they have to bring these guys in together with new coaches. I feel like they wrote a lot of checks. They're going to have a tough time cashing with Miami and their offense, whether it be Tyree Kill saying that Tua threw a more catchable ball than Patrick Mahomes. Or the you know the way in which Tyreek is an inc- probably the most talented receiver when it comes to just speed, quickness, ability of anybody yeah. in the NFL. But Bill shut him down for a half in the AFC title game. Shut him down for another half in the regular yeah. season game where they played. Yeah, it hasn't the, been for a full game. Yeah, the the, la- the last two games Tyreek Hills had against the Patriots was like sixty two and sixty four yards receiving. After the first two times that Hill. They they faced Hill in Kansas City, where it was like 133 and 142 yards receiving. So they they have they have an idea of how they want to deal with him. The question is going to be, how are you going to deal then? If if you're spending a lot of time on Tyreek Hill, what are you doing with Jalen Waddle? Because he's had touchdown catches against you now in in both of his two games against you, even though he wasn't going off for crazy yardage stuff. How are you going to deal with Mike Gusecki? How are you going to deal with Cedric Wilson? And then the running game, Mr. Running Game Coordinator Mike Mm. McDaniel. You got better running backs now than you had last year. And that's the other thing. They lost last year in Week 18. I mean, yeah, the offense was sputtering, but they lost on defense because they got run on by Duke Johnson, for God's sake. Yeah, And in Week 1, we all know about the fumble by Damian Harris. Brutal play, obviously not something he wants to replicate. But all the defense needed to do was get a stop. Yeah, yeah, but they held him to six. Was it seventeen, sixteen, something like that? Was, I don't care. Seventeen, sixteen. In that spot, the defense was your better part, especially early in the year. Usually, the defense is ahead of the offense in a lot of cases. Obviously, now with the NFL and offense, who the hell knows? Yeah. But in that game, I think on the first play they got a nine-yard run. Second play they got the first down. Game was over. It it's, was it was it was two drives basically. It was it was the the first drive of both halves where Miami just marches down the field on yep. him and scores. That seemed to happen every week. They gave up this. You know, and, Baker and, Mayfield did and, that. And, yeah. you, and you mentioned the defense needed to get a stop. That's what happened in the Saints game. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they were already kind of behind the eight ball in the Saints game. But if they had gotten a stop right there at the end, they would have conceivably had a chance to tie the game. But they couldn't get that stop. They got scored on. And then, you know, it's Mac Jones' desperation heaving. But but they, they couldn't stop the run effectively in that game either. They had Taysom Hill running it out of the Wildcats. Like if you yeah, if you can't stop stuff like that, it's going to be a problem. And I think with Miami, that that's what irked me in week 18. The fact that they got beat on the ground, they got out physical on the ground. They can't let that happen in week one. But Judon was not there. That, some, Judon, some what, Judon was, was he there. Was he there, was bad. But he that, was that, bad. That's what it was. That's what I mean. Judon like was the last there five he weeks. He was not the same guy he yeah. was at the beginning of the year. Maybe Barmore hit a wall. I don't know. It's excuse making. 
But I just I, I am counting on the Patriots D to deliver tomorrow. Wor- worst case scenario tomorrow is the Patriots blow a lead late because they're gassed in Florida. Oh jeez. <laughs> Because, Don't say that. Or or it's like they're they're gonna they're gonna mount a comeback when uh, Matt jo- you know Mac Jones shuts off his brain in the two minute drill and oh my god, all of a sudden they're moving, but they can't close they they can't seal the deal in right. the end. They'll do enough probably defensively to keep them in the game. All right, know? the Kyrie Thompson is here. Not the other Kyrie Thompson who's in town now and yeah, at your old job. At which my is old job, everybody literally has the same job and, title. And what we just a got dirty a, move that we, is. We just got a text from your your boss, Ken's best friend, Rob Bradford. <laughs> Joe Biden, the president of the United States, just retweeted Evan Drellick. I know. I saw that. It was, it was uh, because of the union thing, right? Oh, my God. The modeling union? I mean, the the face on that Drellick right now has got to be insufferable, <laughs> and I can't even see him. Not just Biden, Kamala Harris, too. I, mean, I saw that. both. I mean, he's uh, Evan Drellick is a union man. Mm-hmm. Good for Drellick. You know, he was he like almost took the job here. He's such a is weird the job guy. That Andy, I think Andy Hart took the job. Right. It could have been Drellick still. And Dartmouth football coach just retweeted Drellick. I mean, <laughs> Andy. So. And there we go. And that's how you get viral stuff. <laughs> Andy's coming in a one with Fitzy. The Six Rings crew will be here in just mere moments. We will get Kyrie's season prediction, though. Although Fitzy already did the legwork on this. He's got a great column up at WEI.com with all the WEI picks. There is uh, one amongst us who may be the most optimistic of the crew. I'll, uh, I'll tell you my rationale for why if you missed that. But we want Kyrie's uh, picks, and that's next. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Ken and Curtis show for today. Kyrie Thompson in for the noon hour. We appreciate him coming in. Fitzy and Hart are on the way next. Fitzy just brought me a personalized Mac to the Future handcrafted Stellwagen uh, cream ale. And we talked about Doc, what's his name? Doc yeah, Brown. Doc Brown. Back Mac to the Future, Back to the Future. It's and uh, circle. Tough, tough spot here for Texas. They were driving first and goal down 10-3 to three in the first quarter against Alabama, and their quarterback just got driven to the ground Ooh. and drew a 15-yard penalty, but it looks like he's going to be out of the game. So... So much for that uh, tight ball game there in uh, Austin, Texas. Yep. Tomorrow is week one, but the entire season outlook, uh, pick sure to go wrong. What's your, what, what, Fitzy uh, assembled these on the website, wei.com. But Kyrie, your, your record pick is what? It is nine and eight. Hey, my man, that's what I got. Yep. I saw that. So that's one win loss, uh, one win worse than last year. So that'd be a, a regression. Officially a regression. I think, given everything that's transpired this offseason, that would be in the right direction. You count still. that. You count that as a win. That'd yeah. be the over in Vegas, I guess. Eight and a half. Yep. Mm-hmm. It'd be um, Julian Edelman's pick would would cash. What do you <laughs> beyond the numbers of that nine and eight? Do you think it's a season of uh, great frustration? Is it 
you know, a good start and a bad finish. How do you see it playing out? Um, I think it's going to be, I mean, I, again, I would say it's like a season of trial and error. I mean, there's definitely going to be frustrations to this. I think that they're probably going to happen, interestingly, in a similar way that they did last year, where you have a tough start because you're playing some really difficult defenses to go against. Um, they're going to have to learn on the fly. And, you know, I could easily see them going, what, 2-2 two and two to start. And if they went 2-2, two and two, I'd... Oh, you that's a win. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah, you, you sign add, up for that right now? Two and two, absolutely. Because those add, next five games, at least, the, I think the worst they'll do is four and one. Yeah, because, I mean, they got the Lions. They got the Browns with no Deshaun Watson. You got the Bears. You got the Jets. You should win at least three or four there. And then, that and keeps then their got season the alive. You go two and two, every, every fan knows you're going to make it up, and they'll hang in there for you for at least yeah. half the year. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, because it's, that means, you know, you're going, your final game there, if you go two and one out of the first three games, right? Let's say, you, if you say they lose, and then they win against the Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, and then they beat the Ravens at home. Then you're going in with house money into Green Bay, because that game's not going to be one that you're thinking you're going to win anyway. You know, just the, the yeah. firepower there. The defense looks very improved with, with the Packers. Obviously, the offense, I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs like you do, Ken, but nonetheless, that's a total whatever happens can happen type of game. And then you're entering that stretch where you really need to, the leading into the bye, you know, but especially those four games after the first four, the second quarter of the season right. is where you have to just totally dominate. Yeah, and, and I think that I've got them currently going into the bye at five and four. I think that think that's where I've got them. Then they get the Jets out of the bye, which Six you, should, four. you should have that. The Vikings, I think they're going to beat the Vikings. Because, I mean, look, I mean, the, the Vikings, are they are they are a fine team. They are a solid team. I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I just don't believe in them like that. So I think you've got a shot to go into Buffalo week 13, 7-4, and four, basically j- just like where, where you were at last year. It was 7-4. And, four, and you then, ripped bang, off, hurricane. And, and, yes, and then everything starts going downhill. you got the Bills. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Let's not worry can about I, that. Can right? I throw on this totally random stat, but I I, yeah. I, I I heard it and I thought it was great because I agree with you. I think Kirk Cousins is the most overpaid nothing. But he's the only quarterback in the NFL to throw 25 or more touchdown passes the last seven seasons. There you go. A factoid for you. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. He, he's, he, is, he is very – he's just a solid quarterback. Is he better than I mean, Foles? Uh, yeah. I hate Foles for personal reasons. <laughs> I mean – Tannehill? Tannehill – Tannehill is – I want the yeah, guy, Malik, to take over for Tannehill as soon as possible. Tannehill will not win you bleep. Cous- that guy Cousins pees is, down his leg. Cousins is better than Tannehill. Yeah. yeah. I just – I don't I, – he's not a top-ten quarterback to me, but – Better I, than Mac? I think Jerkovic is better than yeah. Tannehill. Well, well at, at, the, at, this point, Cous- at this point, Cousins is better than Mac, yes. I don't think – I don't, don't think, that, I don't I think like it's going to – I like Mac, too. And Mac was made a captain, Curtis. We didn't talk about yeah. that. Bill must believe in him. I have to say, yeah, no, uh, I, think, I, I don't think want to get into voting and how it's done, but I don't exactly <laughs> trust the Democratic yeah. process I mean, I mean Patriots. Yeah, Matt, he wouldn't name him a captain if he's not worthy. That's right, a good he sign. He named him. Bill I, named that's him. That's good. I, I mean, look. Uh, that's Matt, a good sign. Mac worked for it. I mean, he, he clearly in practice. I mean, you could see every, every single day, right, during a quarterback individual drills, he's going over to the, the offensive lineman while they're hitting the sled, and he's doing the snap counts for them while they hit the sled. It's like that's a total, like, Oh yeah, I want to be a team captain. I want to be the seen as the guy who who is who is you know over all this. You know, I'm with everybody. I'm in the trenches with you guys, literally, right? But, I, but yeah, no, I, I think that to the overall question though, yeah, I think that Mac Jones will probably end up being better than Kirk Cousins. I think so. Just right now, he's had one season. I can't put him above Kirk Cousins yeah. for that. Yeah, and he's got some obstacles in his way here with uh, changes all over the place. All right, well. Looking forward to it. Curtis, you're going to be watching the game tomorrow and then Red Zone 
And then we get the Bucks at night. Your your boy Brady will show up and, and play and yeah, get I, off and run. To be honest, this whole drama in his life, he might play five more years with this. I, I got a tweet about this, <laughs> and it was such a crazy thing. And I, you know, by the way, Texas still tied it up. Let's go. Hey, uh, look at that. Oh, man. Good job, yo. The, um, I, I got a text, a tweet saying, now that Brady's getting divorced, allegedly, that he's likely going to play five more years. Yep. Do you think Kraft tries to bring him back? No, man, it's done. And get rid of Bill? Who's connected more than anybody in this room, even me, that I got a personalized gift? Fitzy has been doing stuff at Gillette Stadium for longer than I've been alive. And he says, nodding of the head, yes. He is not saying that. I want to hear Fitzy say that on the record next. So (laughs) Fitzy will have to address that coming up. You think he would? Oh, you think, could you imagine? You think Kraft Ken... would do a change and get rid of Bill and bring Brady back? Well, you just said he was getting fired. Which one is it? Who? Bill. I didn't say Bill was getting fired. You said people are talking about it. That this is we did the whole thing about Gasper's column and, and Shaughnessy's column. I didn't say I think he will or should. I'm saying it will be discussed. Okay, if Tom Brady plays another year at a very high level and the Patriots go five and twelve, you think it's zero percent chance? Boy, five and twelve is that's a disaster. No, I don't think zero. I think there'd be a chance. Okay, that's all. I mean, it wasn't my idea. But Somebody you're saying Fitzy's, Fitzy's like nodding his head as if it's going to happen. He's like, well, he's just nodding his head. What do you want me to say? He's just nodding over there, just generally. Okay, Fitzy, do you like me? <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. The Six Rings crew is up next. Nick Lapan, great job by you. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Curtis, see you on Monday. Enjoy fart. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.